This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the July 8th, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. Shinzo Abe was shot dead in Japan at a campaign stop. He was a current politician and previous Japanese prime minister, and a big Elvis fan, if I remember correctly. Inflation in, in Mexico is at 21%. Just think about that. If your assets earn 10%, then you really lost 11%. And still, you have to pay taxes on the 10% gain if it was short-term or you sold your holdings and had a capital gain. China and Australia are in talks to smooth things over. James Kahn is dead at the age of 82. He is probably best known for The Godfather, but I remember crying like a baby watching the movie Brian Song. Moving on. I was oh so close to being an idiot. A week ago, I almost said, huh, haven't heard much about COVID recently. A month or two back, I was worried about a fifth wave, which was mostly Omicron BA.2. It did happen some, but then faded, at least from what I can see from the numbers. Better yet, it was beaten back without reimposition of a mask ban. But now I am reading that BA.4 and BA.5 make up 70% of new infections in the country, and they are not as impressed with immunity from prior infections or currently available vaccines. That comes from several articles. I link one article from CNN by Katie Hedder, who relied on CNN medical analyst Dr. Leanna Wen for much of her information. Dr. Wen seems impressive. She suggests that we have five or ten times as many cases as reported cases. Makes sense. I'm hearing more folks say they don't want to test because if they find out they have COVID, they have to quarantine. My takeaway from this article and several others that I read is that these variants are more likely to break through natural immunity and vaccines. Still, we are much less likely to be hospitalized or die if we have been vaccinated or previously had COVID. And better still to be vaccinated and have had COVID. I think I'm at a total of three jabs and was reluctant to get another. Now I will. Only question is if it makes sense to wait until the vaccine formulation gets tweaked for the new variants. Nope, I'm not giving anyone else medical advice. Just sharing my thoughts. Hypothetically, what if a U.S. president had forcibly told Ukraine a year ago that they had to abandon claims to Crimea, cede some additional land to Russia in eastern Ukraine to give Russia land access to Crimea, and abandon efforts to join NATO? I'm not saying a huge amount of eastern Ukraine, but enough so it hurt. That might isolate most of the issue to the idea of Crimea, which is the location of a large Russian naval base, and Crimea was administratively transferred to Ukraine in 1954. Please don't say I'm anti-Ukraine. I do like to think and wonder. In this case, I wonder if Ukraine would be better off. Russia certainly would be. Europe would be poor people worldwide would be, and yes, those in the United States would be better off if an American president, before the shooting war started, had forced Ukraine to accept that deal. You could argue forced, how would they do that? Again, it's a hypothetical. How would the actions of that U.S. president have been received? Not well. When I started this, I was thinking one year before would be Trump, but my math was off. If it had been 1.5 or 2 years, then it would have been Trump, and many would have accused Trump of being Putin's lapdog. 
If a year ago, then it would have been Biden, and the right would have accused him of being Chamberlain, caving to Hitler at Munich. Still, might what would have been a widely criticized move have been the right one? Just asking. Suboptimization. That word came to mind when I was talking to a plant manager. He said business is great and they are growing. One reason he feels they are doing well is they pay on time. By pay on time, I mean 10 days. I've heard of companies, particularly big companies, pushing vendor payments out to 90 days. I'm sure some pencil pusher does a calculation and shows how much money he or she is saving the company. But are they really saving money? This person gave examples that he feels show he is able to get lower prices because his suppliers know that he pays consistently and quickly. And when supplies are tight, he gets more of the allocation of materials. It seems like a winning philosophy. Think about it. A winning philosophy is to pay on time, which results in lower prices and more raw material. This is a smart guy, but he hastened to tell me that he only has a high school degree. That might be why he figured out he is better to pay quickly than to try to hold his vendors hostage for his money. An MBA might be too focused on the little picture with many calculations. He is probably more focused on the big picture. I have an MBA. The moment I don't say that proudly. I wonder if that guy would have been, done a better job as Fed chairman than the knuckleheads we had, along with Congress, pumping trillions into the economy. Let me be at least what I think is bipartisan. I'm reading stories of Democratic politicians running away from President Biden, several saying they are not ready to say they would support him in 2024. As I processed that, I thought first that Democrats picked him so they get what they deserved. Then I thought maybe they made the right choice so we would not have four more years of Trump. Bernie Sanders likely would have lost to Trump. Then, and I'm almost done with the thens, I thought how sad that Biden and Bernie were the choices. We are a big country. The Democrats should have a stronger bench to choose from than crazy left and stupid whatever. Finally, I thought, will the Republicans bench beat Trump in 2024 if Trump runs? I hope so. Joseph Manson is now a retired professor of anthropology at UCLA. He chose to retire at 61, which I guess is early for those folks, because of the relentless march towards wokeness and the destru destruction of those who stand in the path. The linked article is worth a read. While he makes broader comments, he focuses on the treatment of a colleague who he describes as a, quote, a standard issue liberal Democrat, end quote. This academic seems to have been attacked because his research, quote, had developed simulation models of the geographic and temporal patterning of urban crime and had created predictive software that he marketed to law enforcement agencies, end quote. Oops, can't do that. Since blacks in the U.S. commit more crimes, the results will seem racist. The Anthropology Graduate Students Association put forward a resolution saying the professor was, quote, entrenching and naturalizing the criminalization of blackness in the United States, end quote. And off it went. I won't go into much more as I think the essay is a much better read than what I could do. In thinking about this, it does remind me of two things. The people in Nazi Germany standing silent while small groups were rounded up one at a time, or of the French Revolution and the rampant attacks on individuals for the greater good. This essay makes me sad that 
once great universities are being harmed and good people are giving up. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know. And please rate it. If you can figure out how to rate it on those podcast uh, platforms, please rate it. That would help me. Thank you.